Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Well, Roger Goodell finally actually speaks out about Deshaun Watson, and there is no mistaking what he wants to happen. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Hembo is here. Bubba is here. You are here, most importantly. And we have got so much for you over the next couple of hours, including your top five contenders to win the World Series. And the win-loss totals are out in the NBA. We're going to get into why some of these numbers are completely off base, maybe even make you a little bit of money today. But we only have to roll one place. Here we go! Only one place to start. And that is with Roger Goodell yesterday. Now... At the owners' meetings that was put together in Minneapolis at the last minute, Roger Goodell came out and said that Deshaun Watson's actions, according to proof, were egregious and they were predatory. He has made no mistake in what he believes should happen in getting a year's worth of suspension. But we all know this already, right? With everything that has come down the pike and the NFL's appeal, we are simply at this point waiting for the new or for the new designee to make his decision and that is to whether or not he will extend the suspension of Deshaun Watson and of course the former attorney general of New Jersey Peter Harvey is the guy that is in charge of doing that and we all expect him to extend it to whatever the NFL wants this is all right there on the table at the moment as an easy decision for Peter Harvey The real difficult decision, though, is coming here in the next week or so. And that difficult decision comes from Deshaun Watson. Has anybody else really noticed that there hasn't been any real sort of, other than settlements of lawsuits, any sort of remorse on the part of Deshaun Watson Has he come out anywhere and said, you know, I was wrong about this or given any indication other than lawsuits that are settled with non-disclosure agreements attached to them that he has done anything wrong? Well, the answer to that is no. No, he hasn't done that. So how long is he going to continue to push this? What does he not understand about this situation? You know, Hembo, when I look at this, I'm blown away by the fact that Watson continues to, I personally think, not believe he has done anything wrong whatsoever. And while he was willing to accept a six-game suspension, if the league adds on and makes it a year, but not just that, adds on a major fine, which, remember, has not been attached to this whatsoever, I think Watson is going to continue to push this, and this is a major mistake on his part because 
this needs to be about Deshaun Watson coming back and playing football, even if it's a year from now, and trying to win back the trust of people. I agree with that. And I think that Roger Goodell has this thing exactly right. He, he's, he's, he knows exactly what happened, or at least he knows what was in the report. He described yesterday the, the behavior that Deshaun Watson engaged in as being what it was, objectively awful. And yet Deshaun Watson, like you said, has yet to show a shred of remorse. We've heard the Haslam family has said some things. Kevin Stefanski has said, has said some things. Some people in Deshaun Watson's circle have said some things sort of like, yeah, he acknowledges, you know, this, this hasn't been such a great thing. He feels badly for those affected and things of that kind. Yeah. Deshaun Watson has said nothing himself no. meaningful of that kind. And that's because either he's too proudful, uh, prideful to admit it or he doesn't believe he did anything wrong. And if I'm Roger Goodell... When I line up all of those facts, I don't want to see that person on a football field if I have any say in the matter for as long as humanly possible. And look, it's it's merely now just about Watson understanding that he has to move forward at some point. And so if he's going to now line up and sue, what's going to happen? We can lay it out for you. We'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. Nothing. He's not going to win. All he's going to do is extend the story and extend the story and extend the story. And that's a huge mistake on his part. Remember, when there was no fine attached to this, that was probably the biggest win in everything for Deshaun Watson. They had been planning for him to be suspended when they structured the contract as they did. So it was only a $1 million cap hit for this season in $230 million guaranteed. But what they didn't plan for is the fact that Watson collected all of his money last year. Remember, $10.5 million in base salary for 2021 that he sat out, and the league did not put him on the exempt list. So he got paid every penny. He was just told to stay home. Do you think it sits well with people around the league Mm. that he was not hit at all financially for his actions? Peter King had a great note in his column this week and it was based in talking to people around the league and based to one in particular that that said if he's not going to hit get hit at all financially what's the point if he's it's fine it's one thing if he's not going to play this season and the competitive spirit and all that is lost but really where has he been disciplined the most at that point? You're not playing football for a season. You're still 25 years old. You got plenty of time in front of you. For me, right now, the bigger factor here is if Watson pushes it, if he gets hit with a, let's say, a $10 million mm. fine, it's going to get worse and worse. I would levy a massive fine if I had any say yeah. in the matter. Because, like you said, this guy got to earn $10 million last year not to play football. I, can't, I don't know a person on the planet that wouldn't sign up for that job. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing look for the league that the Cleveland Browns gave him a contract that essentially made a full year suspension foolproof for his wallet. It's utterly insane. To me, there's so many factors at play here that give Goodell and everyone in charge there the right to hit him as hard as they possibly can. In Major League Baseball a couple months ago, Trevor Bauer, they suspended him for two seasons, 324 games. It absolutely rocked precedent. It rocked his world. But now you'll never hear anyone complain about it because we know what he did was awful and even though it sort of bucked precedent everyone who read what happened 
can say, yeah, this guy's a scumbag and shouldn't be on a baseball field for a while. So I'm with you here. To me, given where the league uh, sort of started with this whole thing years and years ago and obviously the Ray Rice blew up and all of that stuff, they finally reached a place where they feel like they at least in some sense have the high ground on some of these matters and it's better to err on the side of too much than too little. And, and now he's going to push it. And when I say nothing's going to happen, the reason nothing is going to happen is because he needs to be able to prove to get an injunction or to really have a case in a lawsuit against the league that he was dealt with unfairly. Mm. Well, remember, the whole process leading up to now that you went through with Sue L. Robinson in which the league had to prove its case, she agreed with every bit of it. And prior to the decision coming down, the Players Association said, this has been a fair process. You don't have a leg to stand on. At some point, is somebody going to be able to be the person that he listens to? Because I got a bad feeling that he's going to continue to push this and continue to fight for his innocence in all of it. Mm. And it's very clear. When you hear the commissioner use the words egregious and predatory. Predatory is a tough, tough word to hang on anybody. And for me at that point, Watson has to understand you can't win. Even if you think you're right, you can't win. And this is about learning, figuring out why you are in fact wrong and getting better. Does anybody think Deshaun Watson spent last season getting better as a person Mm. while he wasn't playing? Shouldn't that have been like if he had come into this whole process and it had looked as if that he was remorseful for what had happened? Wouldn't we have been able to move on from a lot of it already? Maybe he gets suspended for those six games if he showed any sign of remorse from the in front of the league last year. If he settled those cases a year earlier than he did. I mean, think about all of that and you realize nobody's done Deshaun Watson wrong. He has done himself wrong in every way. I think there's one more point worth driving home here, and it's that the Cleveland Browns have a preseason game scheduled for Friday, as in two days he from now. He can't play Friday. He can't well, play Well, he Friday. can. He's, if, if a decision is not made before then, he can. But that's why I think we're going to find out something today, tomorrow, or certainly by Friday afternoon. Because optically, there is that Roger Goodell that spoke yesterday, there is not a snowball's chance in you know where that Roger Goodell is going to be okay with Deshaun Watson playing a preseason football game this week with all of this stuff surrounding him. I think in the next two days, we are going to find out exactly what's going to happen with his future. Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Tembo is here. Bubba is here. We've got so much to get to, including the New England Patriots. Boy, apparently the offense looks like it's sputtering quite a bit up north. So has the dynasty finally come to an end? We will explain why it has, but it has nothing to do with the preseason. It's on the way when we talk to one of our NFL insiders. RGM joins us on set in just moments. Carlin in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're a renter, Make sure you're protected. Renter's insurance includes options that cover stolen property, personal injury, and living expenses if your place is damaged. Quote renter's insurance at progressive.com. Chris Carlin, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Breaking news here. The NFL has decided to appeal the six-game suspension of Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson. It was a surreal scene out here. The news that the NFL was appealing came while the Browns were still on the practice field, including Deshaun Watson. A team official had to come out here and inform him of what was happening. This is the moment when this is going to be a new league. The past and the way that we've handled things in the past, and maybe myself included if I'm Roger Goodell, it wasn't done the proper way. Mike Tannenbaum just spent about 12 seconds explaining this consumer price index to me, and there's no chance I would understand anything about it. I, listen, I have lived in the sandbox for my entire life. It's very comfortable over here where you don't have to pay attention to real things. You, you know what's interesting? When uh, I was running the Jets, I had my assistant once a week give an article about anything on the planet that had nothing to do with football because I felt like I knew the 15th DB on the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> But I, I couldn't tell you what was going on in the world. I felt like I needed to know at least one or two other things going on in the world. Yeah, I I guess I could have that same excuse, except like I never had a job with that level of urgency to it. You know, one was important. It's Chris Carlin in for Grinny today on ESPN Radio. Certain people make life easier by helping us out, and ZipRecruiter makes hiring easier because they do the work for you. How? Well, ZipRecruiter's technology finds great candidates, and you can invite them to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Grinny to try it for free. Mr. Tannenbaum, our front office insider, is here on set with us. So let's just start with the story that we now, it feels like, are going to have to talk about until the end of time, and that's Deshaun Watson and what's coming down here. We all expect that uh, Pierre Harvey's going to do exactly what the league would want. Mike, 
does it make sense for Deshaun to pursue it further after that? Or is this just a time when he needs to start to move forward? Well, I would suspect that the union will pursue something from a legal standpoint. But I will tell you, based on the history of the collectively bargained relationship between the league and union, when there's an agreement in place, and again, there's a 10-year agreement in place, courts are extremely reticent to get involved with that collectively bargained relationship. So even if he tries and seeks injunctive relief to make sure that the suspension is enforced, I think he's going to lose that. And I think six games is the absolute floor, and I'm expecting something much more significant. Mike, you know, it's it's funny. Years ago, and, and these, by the way, I am not comparing these two cases in any way, just in terms of how they're handled. Years ago, I asked an NFL official, you know, if Tom Brady had come out at that very first press conference around the deflated footballs and said, you know what, guys, uh, my equipment guys know that I like it at the lowest legal level. If it was below that for that game, that's on me. That's that's my mistake. It's nobody else. And just owned it at the moment. Would it have all died down? He said it would have been a twenty five thousand dollar fine and it would have been over. And you just push and push and push. At what point does somebody like this who does not want to admit they're wrong, start to understand, like, it feels like if he had settled these cases earlier and done all these kinds of things before, we wouldn't even be here right now. He might get a few games and that would be it. Yeah, um, you know, there's a lot of layers there to unpack. Like, you know, his allegations are very serious. You know, we're talking about at least 24, you know, victims of varying degrees that have alleged, you know, misconduct at a minimum or criminal activity, worst case scenario. He certainly could have worked you know, sooner to try to remedy that situation, obviously financially seek counseling, own it in certainly the court of public opinion. I'm sure the competing thought was that once you do that legally, it's putting yourself in a different position. But I think your point is well taken and makes sense. And hopefully down the road, you know, be it counseling, um, being making, you know, financial restitution to these victims, uh, supporting other, you know, centers that could certainly use economic help in the Cleveland area or other places, you know, something he, he starts to make you know meaningful progress towards doing the things you're suggesting. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider with us. It's just more than anything, just you'd like to see an ounce of remorse at some point. Let's move on to something else. And there's it's a bad situation for the Jets with Mekhi Becton. Um, it looks like he is done for the season. Mike, um, do they have a good enough answer if they are going to definitively sign Dwayne Brown to move forward and still be able to expect Zach Wilson to progress on the same timeline they need him to? Well, Dwayne Brown could be an answer. My concern is, and I've made this mistake as a GM, I think most others have, which is the concern about Dwayne Brown is you're paying him for what he did. He's going to be 37 at the end of August. Like, what is he going to be this year? If they would sign him, first of all, you want to do an ASAP, Chris, but then you want to get him into like almost like a modified offseason program. Like, Take 10 days just to condition, stretch, flexibility, because what you don't want is to sign him, have him go out, you know, in the left lane, go 100 miles an hour, and then have a soft tissue injury. So um, how you handle that would be really important. And the question is, this, you know, Chuma Idoga, Connor McDermott, you know, can they hold the fort? And Zach Wilson needs very good line play for him to be good. Yeah, I mean, I think about a couple of years ago, and the Jets went out and signed Ryan Khalil, and he was at that same kind of point in his career. And what happened, he got injured early, and they couldn't recover from that. Um, With Wilson in particular, Mike, what's realistic this year? Chris and I were putting numbers on it yesterday, and I I put, you know, near 4,000. 
Um, 30 touchdowns near 10 picks. Is that too much to expect, or is that fair for year two? I think that's the high end of fair. He just has to be middle of the road in like completion percentage. Like get back to being average. Like don't worry about being good. Just be average. He was he had the worst completion percentage in all of football last year. Like you got to show market improvement in that area. All right, Roquan Smith of the Bears, the linebacker wants to be traded. Uh, did you, from your GM perspective, see this as negotiation? Or this guy legitimately just wants out and it's time to move on? I think he wants out. I don't think it would be as public. Like, if it was a negotiation, you would be like, hey, look, I'm not practicing tomorrow. I'm going to have a bad hamstring. Um, the way, like, Jalen Ramsey took mm-hmm. it to, like, the nth degree with, you know, Jacksonville and the rest of history there. But that's the new sort of model. Like, I'm going to hold in, not hold out. And um, I think he really wants out the way he was so declaratory in terms of his intent. Okay, so Ryan Poles, uh, the GM, the Bears... Was this contract is he's describing as record setting in some ways? Was this kind of an invitation? Was this like, hey, you know, we like you, but we're really at a different time right now. So this is a contract we know you're probably not going to take, and that puts them in a position where they can trade him. I think Brian Poles is in a really hard position as a rookie GM, which is when you have these sort of issues, you want to deal with it May, June, and July. Um, time to go play ball. Um, as a GM, within reason, you got 90 guys. You want to make them as reasonably happy as possible. You don't want to deal with this because now what happens is even Justin Fields, he's a young quarterback. He's just trying to find his own way. They're going to ask Justin Fields, like, this quarterback's the CEO. They're going to say, hey, you know, the leader on the defense, he's not happy. What do you think, Justin? Now, like, what is he supposed to say? Now, think about all the time he's spending with the PR people, prepping. He's worrying about that. That's time he's not, you know, in his playbook. So, you know, if you're the GM, like, this is the last thing you want to be dealing with. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio. Jimmy G, you and I are on the same page on this one. Feel like the Browns should absolutely make this trade. Um, but do you feel like at this point that it's a lock that there will be a trade involving Jimmy, Jimmy G? Or is there still a possibility he actually gets released? Yeah, I think every day it goes by, he gets closer to being released. And I'm sure they say in Nick Bosa, like, we're going to get your deal done. We need Jimmy G's money. Let's just keep that quiet, keep you on the side. And I'm sure that's what's happening behind the scenes. So I think if I'm Jimmy G, I'm pressing to get out of there because I'm going to get to my new spot and start learning the new offense. If you are the 49ers, is it important enough to just take a seventh-round pick to keep him out of, let's say, Seattle or some other place in the division, maybe a place that has a quarterback with a little bit of a banged-up arm right now? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, talk about them, gosh, Worst case scenario to see this guy as a Ram or a Seahawk. So absolutely, I would try to get him to Cleveland if I'm the 49ers. I mean, fundamentally, I would have kept him. I would have played him this year or made it a competition. Um, and we'll see how it plays out. All right, Mac Jones, are you buying any of this stuff with, from the Patriots that that we've heard that the offense just looks so bad in the preseason? No, yeah. I, I think they're going to be fine. If Bill Belichick believes in Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, so do I. And um, I think Mac Jones can have a really good year. And, you know, this offense is a work in progress, but they have a ways to go. They have plenty of time to get there. All right. You have spent this week doing some afternoon drive radio in New York City on 98.7 ESPN. Do you have a newfound respect for what we do? I, I always have. I mean, I mean, the way you guys bloviate day in and day out is, is unbelievable. It's impossible to come up with this stuff all the time, Mike. And it might be easier to know who the 15th DB on the Seahawks is. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity. I'm very appreciative of it. But I got to tell you, when we get the calls from uh, on the Yankees, 
you know, and we're talking about their middle relievers. I got to tell you, like, you know, I'm holding on for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> it's every day, Mike, and it's not just on the Yankees over here. All right. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming in. All right. Thank you. Yep. Mike Tannenbaum. You can catch him afternoon drive in New York City on 9870 ESPN today and on the Michael K Show. It is Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. My friends, AutoZone has the free service you need to help you get back on the road. Like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. The AutoZone Fix Finder service not only identifies the check engine light code, but also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on. The information provided by the free AutoZone Fix Finder service is verified by data from over 5.5 million ASE certified technicians. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Hambo rejoins us. We ended our conversation with Mike about the New England Patriots. And you hear all kinds of things, reports from Mike Reese, that uh, practice yesterday was an abject mess on the offensive side. Yet Matt Jones not seemingly all that concerned. I think we're close on a lot of things, so it's just that 2% that we need to fix. That takes time and patience, and I think we're making a lot of progress, so it's good. I'm going to figure it out. I always have, and I always will, and um, at the end of the day, you're going to have your ups and downs with anything new, but I've learned a lot of different systems, and the guys around me have too, and we we know what football looks like. We know what a good play looks like, and the schematics behind it just needs to be more consistent, and uh, we we all trust in each other. At the end of the day, when I walk on the field and there's 10 people that look into my eyes, I know that they're going to trust me to do the right thing on game day. Well, guess what? With the Patriots, the preseason doesn't matter in the least bit. That is not any kind of a gauge as to tell as to whether or not they're going to be good. You know what is? The fact that their roster is not great. The fact that they're just not that good. The fact that last year they got their doors blown off in the playoffs by the Buffalo Bills And the fact that when you look at it in its entirety, even with the schedule, not brutal, the Patriots, this reign is over. You know, we we knew this when Brady kind of left, but they still, you know, everybody's always going to, as long as Belichick is there, going to continue to look at it and say, well, Bill finds a way and he takes all these players and he puts them in better positions. The thing that I have always admired about Bill Belichick is he does not worry about what a player cannot do. He worries about what a player can do, and he puts him in that position to be successful. So this offseason, think about some of what they lost. They lost J.C. Jackson, who is one of the great corners in the league, and now they're trying different guys. Jonathan Jones, is Jalen Mills going to be good enough? Are they going to find their guy there? Mac Jones, you can make the argument, has another year under him. And they've got little bit better weapons to deal with and they got rid of Nikhil Harry you know why the Patriots and their whole um, seemingly era is coming to an end look at the draft the last several years it has been absolutely brutally bad so bad remember last season the Patriots had actually uh, bucked the trend so to speak teams that went out in the offseason historically and spent the most money 
fell flat on their faces. We had seen that before with the Jets, several other teams, but yet the Patriots found a way last year, and they found their way into the playoffs. And you might be saying, well, see, Carlin, they they always find a way. At some point, the talent has to be in place to get that done. You could have four different starters, at least in position, with switching tackles around on the offensive line. You could have a good backfield, but it continues to be a backfield by committee. Ramondre Stevenson is a good player. James White is a good player. I don't look at the Patriots receivers, even though there's a little more talent there, and say there's game breakers all over the place there. I ask you this. Are the Patriots just any better when you look at their roster? Like I can't, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I came in this morning and thought, well, if you really look at it, uh, you know, Mac Jones in year two is going to be better. But is, is Mac Jones just a, you know, a better Jeff Garcia? Popcorn arm, that kind of thing? It, it feels like that's a possibility. While he might be someone that you can win some games with, if you have enough talent around him, he doesn't feel like he's going to be a difference maker in any way. Let's talk about their schedule. How tough is it? I mean, Patriots could very easily get out to a one and three start without blinking. Without blinking. They open up in Miami and then they go to Pittsburgh. First two on the road, Baltimore at home in week three, which, by the way, Chris Canty and I will be doing that game on ESPN Radio. We are very much looking forward to that. And at Green Bay. You're looking at one and three through the month of September. And then they've got Detroit at home and Cleveland at home. And you might say, well, Detroit's a layup. Is it? Is it as much of a layup anymore with Dan Campbell? I mean, I think we can all agree for the first time, we might feel like the Lions are headed in the right direction. I'm not saying they're going into Foxborough and winning. but Lions are back. Let's settle down, Bubba. I mean, Bubba, are you buying for a second that this Patriots team is a playoff team in the AFC? The way the AFC has gotten that much better? Can, can the Lions go into Foxborough and win? It's not outlandish. I'd love to know right now what the line is on that game, and give me the points. I might even take the Lions on the money line, Bubba. Uh, money line. Let's let's go, Hembo. Get us some numbers. <laughs> I don't know. If, would a week five number already be out? It might. I don't. I doubt it. I want you. I have the line. I want you to okay. guess the line. Oh, you have the line for the Lions in week five going to New England. I do. Quick. I do. I am going to say that the Patriots are eight and a half point favorites. Bubba, are you taking the over or are you taking the under? Eight and a half, says Chris Carlin. Eight and a half. I'm going to say six and a half. Oh, the correct answer is six and a half. Six oh, yeah. and a half. Atta boy. Listen, it's still a touchdown. Give me the touchdown. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that would put the money line probably around. Does it have the money line there? I don't have that handy. Okay, that would put the money line, if I'm guessing, somewhere around... The Patriots minus 175, I would think. Boy, give me the money line. I mean, the point is this. Look at this schedule in its entirety. Look at what the Patriots are in terms of their roster. Look at what the rest of the AFC has done. Can you make the case that the Patriots are a top seven team in the AFC? 
Let me just stop you. No, you can't. <laughs> the only case you can really make is by putting implicit trust in the head coach. But that head coach is also the p- person, in that case, picking all the players. You mentioned how bad their drafts have been since 2014. Since 2014, the Patriots have drafted two pro bowlers, two since 2014, a punter and Mac Jones, who made it last year because every other quarterback said they didn't want to go. Yeah. Two. I mean- Two. The roster's not that good. To me, the, the, the comparison for the Patriots has always been the Spurs when it comes to the sustained excellence of Greg Popovich. They won five championships, obviously, in San Antonio. But once Tim Duncan got old and retired, once Kawhi Leonard was traded, the, cup, the, the cupboard is obviously now a lot more bare, and he can't even make the playoffs anymore. A, a great coach can only have great teams if he has great players, and the Patriots have run out of great players. And let's just be frank about it. It doesn't take anything away from who Bill Belichick is, Mm -mm. but he'd be the first to tell you you win with players. Mm. And he had the greatest quarterback of all time. All right, just quickly, are are the Patriots better than the Chargers? No. No. Are they better than the Chiefs? No. Are they better than Denver? No. Are they better than the Raiders? Probably. Mm. Probably. All right, so three out of four in the AFC West. I got are they, three. Are they better than the Colts? They're not. Are they better than Tennessee? Yes. Mm. Are they better than Baltimore? No. Cincinnati? No. Cleveland? Probably. Without, without Deshaun Watson, probably. Probably. So, uh, so right now I'm at, I'm at at least six teams with three probably. At least three maybe. six. Mm-hmm. And I would make the case that you could be looking at seven or eight teams that I think by the middle of the season are clearly better than the Patriots. Miami too, right? Potentially? Potentially. I didn't even put them in there. So here's the number. The number right now in Vegas is eight and a half wins for the New England Patriots. Are you taking the over or the under if you had to bet an amount of money today that matter to you? Under. Under eight and a half. Yep. And by the way, great job. Is it Mikey you got it today? Mikey, is that you? Who is it today? Josiah. Oh, Josiah. I'm sorry. Josiah mm. got it. Plus 220. Oh, wow. Plus 220 on the Lions Easy week money. five. Stealing candy from a baby. Lock a <laughs> Lock it up. <laughs> Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Summer's packed with things to do, and you can enjoy them all because if you need to hire, ZipRecruiter can help. ZipRecruiter's technology finds great candidates, and you can invite them to apply. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. My friends, so much to do in this jam-packed show, including next. There is a situation unfolding with Jimmy Garoppolo, and we all think that Cleveland is a real possibility. But guess what? The best place for Jimmy G now is to be a backup in one spot in particular, and he's not going to have to move very far. Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. 
Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hembo is attempting to raise the roof coming back from break, which would be awesome if it was 2000. Um, <laughs> were you even alive in 2000? I don't even know. I was 10. You were 10, yeah. Mm. It's Chris Carlin oh, in for that's Greeny. cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Chris Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Do you remember Chumbawamba? Put it that way. No, I was watching Arthur at the So time. he wasn't really too worried about Y2K <laughs> and all the preparation we had to do and turning off our computers. Yeah, what a fraud that turned out to be. What a complete farce. I remember, like, being angry the next day that nothing happened whatsoever. Oh, you were hoping something would. No, it's not that I was hoping something would. It's just like Bubba kind of put it there and you heard the tone in his voice. If you are expecting something like that Mm. and preparing as much as we were for something like that to happen... It better freaking happen. I was doing like my, I don't know, multiplication flashcards or something at that time. <laughs> I was at 10 years old at the time. I, I didn't have the concern for such matters. I mean, for multiplication, should is, is 10 a little old for that? I mean, I was a little bit, I wasn't exactly advanced in okay. terms of my math curriculum. Uh, don't, don't pick that scat, But you please. did bring up something a second ago, uh, coming back from break, that we should address. Yeah, I, I think so. And um, it is the fact that uh, here at the Seaport Studios in New York City, Uh, They have a birthday cake that is sitting out in the kitchen, and it has been sitting out for how long, roughly? I mean, since I arrived this morning, so it must have been here yesterday, I I guess. Yeah, I was not here yesterday, but I was here Monday. It was not here then. Mm. Uh, So what is the etiquette here that should be shared? Because... You have gone back a few times. I've had three different servings of this, and I haven't gone with like a plate. I've just gone with a fork and like taken your hand. I haven't used my hand. I used utensils, but I've been eating it like while hovering over it, hoping no one would come. And each time someone comes, I act as if I'm finishing that bite, throw away the utensil, and I've now done that three times, which has received 
subsequently three sideways comments. So it sounds like you're working an active food chain, which I'm thoroughly familiar with. Uh, yeah, th- like, th- I don't want anybody to see that. This, I figured, would be your area of expertise in yeah. some sense. But my question here is, like, how much cake is too much cake? How early in the day is, is too early? And how do we feel about my colleagues shaming me on three separate occasions for eating said cake? What were the things that were said? Um, it looks like you're working on your dad bod was a comment that was made. Okay. Another comment that was made was, this is far too early for you to be eating. There's no such said, thing. So I, I agree with that. To me, like yeah. eating birthday cake for yeah, breakfast I mean, is, what is, that? is no yeah. different than a donut or a, a, a muffin. Like that's, to me, there's no time that's too early. Like that can be. I a mean, rope off food. the cake then, if that's the case. Sure. I mean, yeah. what, I mean, what are we talking about? That cake sitting there, you're going to eat it. For those that don't know, too early. like in Bristol, Christine Lisi is probably the best baker I've ever known. Legendary. And makes amazing things, and they are out there, you know, for maybe a day or so. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's like when you have her doing that, I'm insulting her if I don't go grab it. We don't clean those out because it's like not appreciating Picasso. But how about quantity, though? How, how, how do we decide? Yeah, well, this is the thing I was about to tell you. Okay. There are eyes everywhere, okay? Mm. I'll tell you a little story. Uh, back when I was a producer uh, of Mike and the Mad Dog in New York, there was one day in particular where uh, we had brought in pizza for lunch. And I went out once, you know, got two slices. I went out a second time, got, a, got another slice. And maybe a third time, I'm on to four slices at this okay. point. <laughs> Made one more trip. We're on to five slices. And I'm thinking to myself, like, nobody's paying attention so to this. Slick. Nobody's seeing this. No, no. I got buried the next segment of the show. On the Be- air. Yes, because there were seven people who went in and out of the newsroom saying, geez, going back for another slice again? <laughs> just destroyed. And it's not just that. My point is this. Even if you're just in an office and you're not at a radio show, yeah. people are always watching okay. and judging. So just take... One supply, right? You know, just take one piece of cake, one slice of pizza, one, whatever. I, it's one not serving. one slice of pizza, but whatever it is, don't go back for seconds so when it's public. Everything in one serving in a public setting. I think that's, I think that's probably accurate. Bubba, your take? Yeah, mm-hmm. usually what I, what I usually like to do, like already this morning I had one of the brownies that's been here. I had that at like 9.30 in the morning because, yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah, and, and anybody who says that, like it's too early, no. If it's out, it's yeah. not too early. That, that, that's correct. Grow up. Usually yeah. what I would say is um, I'll take one in the morning and then look, if my shift is ending, if I go through an entire shift and there's still a bunch left, I may grab a second one. But I, I would like to at least make sure everyone else gets a chance. Oh, yes. No, there has to be like if, if it's been out there for a couple of hours and I'm leaving. Yeah, I, I, there might be a wrap it up, but in the old backpack. Well, yeah, not going to go grab a bunch right away. <laughs> no, no, you're not going to do that. But listen, you have your chance. It's my time now. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.